0: On the eve of the first spring training games, what is Atlanta's opening day roster going to look like? Let's talk about it. You are Locked On Braves, your daily Atlanta Braves podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on in to Locked On Braves, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta, where it is your Atlanta sports teams each and every day. I am Lindsey Crosby, filling in this week for our host, Jake Mastriani. We'll see him soon. And before we get started, today's episode is brought to you by our friends at Game Time. Download the app, create an account, use promo code LOCKEDON for $20 off your first purchase. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. So... This is a little bit of a tough episode for the Atlanta Braves because there's not a lot of unknowns on the Atlanta Braves roster. Uh, Unlike a lot of other other teams, a lot of other organizations, we know Atlanta's starting nine right now, and we know four of the five members of the rotation, without a doubt, barring some sort of injury. We know that defensively, you are lining up Ronald Acuna Jr. in right field, Michael Harris the second in center, Jared Kelnick in left. Uh, the team has confirmed that the plan is to get him every day at bats, even if he struggles a little bit, and just let him work through it. And so, takes care of a lot of stuff, and that is going to impact the bench battle, as we'll get to in just a minute. Uh, in the infield, you have Matt Olsen at first base, who has not missed a game since I believe it was early May of 2021. While he was in Oakland, second baseman Ozzy Albies, shortstop Orlando Arcia, third baseman Austin Riley. You know, your catchers are Sean Murphy and Travis Darno. And for your rotation, you know that four of those Max Freed, Spencer Strider, Charlie Morton, Chris Sale, no particular order on those. But what you're looking at is a battle for the fifth starter, you're looking at a battle for your bench roles and then trying to figure out the proper configuration of your bullpen. So let's start with, I think, probably the most impactful of those, your number five starter. And this is not like it. It feels like it's a two-man battle, right, between Bryce Elder and Ronaldo Lopez. And I think there's a little bit more to it than that. But let's dive into those guys. And the Ronaldo Lopez one is really interesting because when Atlanta signed Ronaldo Lopez, Uh, everybody said hey he's a really good reliever and Atlanta came out and said no he is going to have an opportunity to start he was a starter earlier in his career Ronaldo Lopez has made 97 starts in the major leagues he's pitched 515 innings as a starter Uh, his ERA was 473 he had a 1372 whip during that span his best year was 2018. He made 32 starts, covered 188 innings, had an ERA of under four at a 391, jumped to 5.3 ERA the next year and 33 starts. That was the juice ball year of 2019. And then he missed some time with vision problems and then converted over to a reliever. And as a reliever, we saw better velocity, We saw better individual grades on his pitches, which happens when you have better velocity. And so the the assumption was, he's going to be a reliever. But if you notice, the day before pitchers and catchers report, the majority of the Atlanta beat was down there. David O'Brien of the Athletic, Justin Toscano of the AJC, Mark Bowman of MLB.com, and they all in separate ways, tweets, articles, whatever, they all put out stories the same day about Ronaldo Lopez is a legitimate candidate to get starts in, uh, in the rotation this year. And that tells me a couple things. The first thing that the concentrated announcement by the beat at the same time by all the BBWA certified members uh, tells me one, that is a message that the team wanted to get out. Uh, I know sometimes you'll see at the winter meetings. Sometimes you'll get uh, the BWA members will meet with the team in the suite. It's all off the record. There's no quotes from that, but it gives an idea of what the team's thinking is on certain parameters, things like that. This very much feels like one of those situations. Atlanta's front office in some way, whether it was through Alex Anthopoulos directly to them, whether it was through some other contact, uh, wanted the message to get out that Ronaldo Lopez will have an opportunity to start. And I don't know if that is because they want to push Bryce Elder to be better as the fifth starter. We'll get to him in a second. Or if they want to fulfill some sort of promise that they gave Lopez when they got him to sign in Atlanta, that he would have an opportunity to go back to starting. And Jake wrote a great piece soon after that happened, explaining why he doesn't know if Ronaldo Lopez should be uh, given chances to start or not, or should he stay as a reliever owing to how spring training performances sometimes lie to us? Remember, Jared Schuster and Dylan Dodd had like the best ERAs in spring training last year. Neither one of them stuck in the rotation or changes in velocity or his better performance as a reliever. Uh, I will clarify here uh, Ronaldo Lopez did have vision issues that he had that got resolved soon before he converted to relief. And so before those issues came up, he was a better starter than after those began to bother him. And it is possible his performance would be better as a starter now. I do think there is value to stretching out Ronaldo Lopez in spring training because if you need him in the rotation, it is easier to let him stretch out in spring, use him in a bulk capacity and move him into a shorter role later than it is to have him start off as a single inning or maybe double inning guy to the bullpen to open the year and then if you need a starter try to stretch him out later it does make sense to get him stretched out early and then also having him stretched out gives you the advantage of If you haven't overworked the bullpen recently, you can use him in a bulk role to maybe not maybe start games and then fill in with the bullpen behind him if you have an off day coming up or use him, put him into the game in relief of somebody who gets knocked out early to try to, in essence, buy yourself a six starter without having to explicitly carry six starters. Bryce Elder is an interesting one here in the battle for the six starter job simply because I think we, we know that he was really good in the first half last year. We know that he was really bad in the second half last year. I think the question is, where is the true Bryce Elder? He's probably not as good as that first half where he threw 106 innings with an ERA of 297, right? But the second half, 13 starts, 68 and two thirds innings, he should have gotten one more out. ERA of five one one. one He's not as bad, I think, as that second half. So where is the true Bryce Elder? Is he an e- is a four ERA guy? Is he a three and a half? Is he a four and a half? Is he a five? And I think now that he knows the amount of work required to start, in this case, he started 31 games. And through, when you count postseason and Gwinnett, through over 180 innings last year. Uh, Brian Snicker talked about this at the winter meetings. Elders talked about this at spring training. So far, he's done a lot of different physical preparation to be ready for the demands of the season. I'm really curious to see where he ends up on the uh, on the performance early in the year. Is Bryce Elder closer to that first half guy or that second half guy? And I think I really think that's going to be the ultimate decider in. Who is that fifth starter? If he shows in spring, he's closer to that first half guy. he's He has a good chance of winning the job. And then you do have other options. Obviously, you've got guys like Alan Winans, who has back spasms, has not thrown a bullpen yet. You've got Darius Vines. You've got prospects, A.J. smith Shaver, and Hurston Waldrop. I don't necessarily think either one of those guys should be considered favorites to break camp with, with the job. And for different reasons, right? Smith Shaver is in a scenario where, if you look what he did last year, he pitched a total of 87 and a third innings between high A, double AA, A, triple A, and the majors last year, plus another, I think, four in the postseason. And so that's not, and I, I alluded to this in, yesterday in segment three, when we're talking about rookie of the year, I don't think he's going to be able to handle the workload to be And every like to be a a starting member of the rotation all season. And so, if you think of AJ Smith Shaver as we have limited bullets, when do you fire those bullets? Do you start him off in the rotation and run the possibility of him not being available later in the year? Or do you start him off in Gwinnett, maybe give him shorter outings and plan for a total innings exposure for AJ Smith Shaver? of something like 120 innings and to decide where you want those in the minors versus the majors. Hurston Waldrop, I love Hurston Waldrop. Just spoiler alert, Bravestaday.com, we made him our number one prospect over A.J. smith uh, because of the skill of the splitter, because of the polish on the fastball and the potential of the slider and the curveball to get better. But I don't know if a guy who has never pitched in the major leagues and was drafted last year is going to be able to seize a job in spring training and maintain that all year. I still think this is Bryce Elder versus Ronaldo Lopez. And I don't know if you can go wrong with either one. The question is going to be which way do they go and what is a better option here. In just a minute, we're going to talk about the bench. We have clarity from some comments from Alex Anthopoulos, as well as some interesting movement defensively for some other members of Atlanta's roster. We'll talk about that next, right here on Locked on MLB Prospects. But first, today's episode is brought to you by our friends at Game Time. Like, buying tickets to sporting events, Major League Games, Minor League Games, or or concerts, theater shows, whatever, it shouldn't be stressful, right? And what I love about Game Time is they take all of those stress and anxiety-inducing things out of, like, just out of the way, right? So you get the view from your seat before you buy. You know exactly what to expect when you get there because you've seen what the view is like from your seats, right? They give you an all-in price up front, so you know all of the taxes, all of the fees, and you can make an informed decision before you fall in love with these seats and then find out there's double the price in taxes, right? You buy the tickets in seconds with two taps, They're delivered directly to your device and you get the game time guarantee. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less than what you paid with game time, they will credit you 110% of the difference. So take the guesswork out of buying tickets with game time. Download the game time app, create an account. Use code locked on for $20 off your first purchase. Now, terms and conditions do apply, but create an account, redeem code locked on, L O C K E D O N, for $20 off. Download the game time app today. Last minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. Lindsey Crosby filling in for Jake Mastroianni. I'm your bench bat for the week here on Locked On Braves. We're talking about the opening day roster and who could potentially make the roster out of spring training. Looking at the bench, there's uh a couple decisions that feel very obvious and easy to me, right? 110% lock Travis Darno's on this roster, right? Luis Giorme, You signed Luis Giorme this offseason specifically. He understands he is walking into a situation where there's not a lot of playtime available for him. There's not a lot of at-bats available for him. He is on the bench in case you need something that is to me as lucky of a lock as you can possibly get right outside of that there's questions about the last two spots and one of them is going to be an outfielder and we got a little bit of clarity on this from Alex Anthopoulos when he talked about how tough it was to find members of the bench he discussed that there's not a lot of playing time to go around and so because of that They've had instances, and he didn't name any names because he never does, but they've had instances where they talked to players and were trying to get them to, to gauge their interest in coming to Atlanta, and they didn't really want to come because, yes, you love winning, you love being part of an organization, but some of these guys, especially guys who are right there in that 30, 29, 30, 31, 32 range, a lot of them are looking for an opportunity to show what they can do so that they can uh, get picked up by another organization and have another opportunity to be a starter. And unless there's an injury in Atlanta, you're not going to get that. And Alex Adopoulos admitted this, right? He talked about how hard it was to find members of the bench this off season because of how hard, because of how little play time there was to go around. And he did acknowledge that, because we're going to use everybody every day, right? Garrett Collins going to play every day. Because of that, it's going to impact your decisions on the bench a little bit. And one of the things that he specifically said is speed will play a factor in your decisions for the bench. And for me, with speed being a thing he specifically mentioned, that is a big screaming flashing light of Forrest Wall versus Eli White. As your backup outfielder and Eli White is a candidate. like, But I think Forrest Wall's the favorite. And there's a couple of reasons for that. One, Forrest Wall was called up last July. He spent major league time with this team down the stretch last year. And that clubhouse fit does matter, right? Like it is important. We know that Alex Anthopoulos values how a guy fits into the clubhouse. Forrest Wall has 266 career stolen bases in the minors. And you'll remember, he was 5-6 for last year, but the first time he got into the game, if I have this right, was against the Brewers, and he stole two bases in two pitches in either the ninth or the 10th as the Braves were trying to rally. They didn't win the game, but he got over to third base in a hurry to give Atlanta an opportunity to tie the game up. And you combine that with his defensive ability in the outfield. And I think he that, the familiarity, everything, he has to be the favorite. But don't count Eli White out of this. He's had some injuries in the past. He was talking to, I think it was Justin Toscano of the AJC on Wednesday, talking about he's healthy, he feels good. And he's not as accomplished a base dealer in the minors as Wall. He's 73 of 97. Again, Wall is 261 of 337. But Eli White's sprint speed, his sheer how fast can he run, He's actually faster than Forrest Wall. Forrest Wall put up a 28.2 feet per second last year. Eli White put up a 30.0, which I believe is the MLB classification to have a bolt, or maybe it's 31. Point is, Eli White is faster from a sheer speed on the gun perspective than Forrest Wall. He can also play defense really well. And so it feels like one of those two guys is going to be your backup outfielder because you don't have to give them every day at-bats. You're not counting on them to carry the load offensively if somebody gets hurt. They are there for defense. They are there to rotate in. If you need somebody to finish a game, you need a pinch hitter, a pinch runner, things like that. And then JP Martinez, who you went out and got from the Rangers, Jordan Luplow, who you signed as a minor league free agent. I think he was a major league free agent last year. Minor league free agent this year. It makes sense. Those two guys are your primary players everyday replacements if somebody gets hurt. If Michael Harris misses time, God forbid, Ronald Cooney Jr. Misses time. If Kelnick misses time, one of those two guys gets called up to play every day in the outfield, in the absence of one of those guys. And so the loser of the forest wall, Eli White battle, JP Martinez and Jordan Luplo. Those are your three starters in Gwinnett on an everyday basis down there. The big question for me, and I've I've written about this a little bit at bravestoday.com is what you do for shortstop. Do you have David Fletcher up every day? Because reminder, David Fletcher is owed a combined $14.5 million over the next couple of years. 24 and 25 combined, I think it's $12.5 million. And he has a $1.5 million buyout for 2026. And David Fletcher is not going to play at the major league level. Barring an injury, you're not going to put David Fletcher into the game. And so I really wonder if do you leave David Fletcher in the minors and let him play every day in the hopes that he absolutely just rakes and somebody desperate for a shortstop takes the contract? Do you do that knowing that Luis Guillorme could fill in for three innings if, God forbid, something happened to Orlando Arcia? right? Luis Guillorme could step in for three games. And then you use that fourth bench spot on a guy like a Luke Williams or somebody else that could give you some more versatility than a guy uh, like a David Fletcher. You do have other shortstop options, Andrew Vasquez, Lurie Garcia. Uh, I don't necessarily know if either one of those guys makes the roster over Fletcher. That fourth spot is really interesting. And what I do think is I think Atlanta doesn't necessarily roll with somebody like a Luke Williams, who's really only corner infielder with maybe an occasional outfield thing, because they feel good about Marcelo Zuna playing first base to finish a game if they have to. You have multiple. You've seen him. He did it in uh, in practices last year. He played first base for the squad games. They used him in defensive drills down in Northport this week, working behind Matt Olson at first base, and so. If you were to lose Matt Olsen in the seventh inning or something, Austin Riley can cover first. He did that in 22. Luis Guillaume could cover first. And you probably could throw Marcelo Zuna out there for an inning or two. So what do you do with that fourth spot if you don't need that corner infield guy like Luke Williams to play first and third because you have Giorme and the ability to stick Ozuna there for a couple innings and then make a call up for somebody else for the next day? Really interesting thing here. I'm going to be watching what happens with this infield in spring training. Which which uh, depth players get an extra run so we can figure out who's going to be the bench and who's going to be in Gwinnett. In just a minute, let's talk about the back end of the bullpen. We know a lot of these roles. There's a little bit unsettled. We'll do that next. Right here, unlocked on, on MLB, on Un- unlocked on Braves. <laughs> but first, today's episode is brought to you by our friends at. FanDuel, it is NBA season right now, so get buckets with your first bet on FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning 5 yard bet. It's $150 if your bet wins. You can bet all your favorite NBA players and teams. They've got quick bets, live same game parlays, exclusive props, and more. And then take your 150 bucks in bonus bets and go throw it on all of the different Braves who have amazing odds at MVP, at Cy Young, Manager of the year, all leading the league in homers. Acuna's on the board for that. Individual props, things like that. So visit fanduelcom slash locked on to shoot your shot with Fando, an official sportsbook partner of the NBA and the official sportsbook of the Locked On Podcast Network. Final segment of Locked On Braves. Again, Lindsey Crosby, your bench bat filling in for Jake Mastriani this week and similar situation in the bullpen as to the lineup, right? Most of these guys and their roles. And the question is, what depth pieces make the team? And some of that depends on the other jobs, right? If Ronaldo Lopez is the fifth starter with Bryce Elder in Gwinnett, who he was the opening, they started there last year, that does impact, that gives you a spot now in the bullpen to add somebody else because of the scenario you're in now in the bullpen. This is really interesting. Atlanta doesn't project, as of now, assuming Lopez is in the bullpen, Atlanta doesn't project to have anybody with a minor league option available. The eight guys that you have back there are your eight guys, and you can't send any of them to AAA unless they get hurt and go on the injured list. And we saw the issues with faking injury list placements and what that did to uh, the Mets. you're not going to do that or you're willing to try to pass somebody through waivers right so right now the roles that we know Ryza Iglesias is your closer we know that your setup man AJ Minter is your lefty setup guy and I'm assuming if Ronaldo Lopez is in the bullpen and working as a single inning reliever that he's your righty setup man if he is either not working in a single inning role, or he's not in the bullpen. Pierce Johnson's probably your righty setup guy. And I say that because Brian Snitker didn't really want to use Joe Jimenez in high leverage opportunities last year. There were other players that he would go to before he went to Joe Jimenez. Kirby Yates had, I think, four times the number of save opportunities than Joe Jimenez got and it was something where you gave up a legitimate asset to get Joe Jimenez. You gave up Justin Henry Malloy, who is now solidly an outfielder, but has some of the best plate discipline, walk rates in the minors, and is a contender to make the opening day roster in Detroit. You resigned Joe Jimenez, but you won't use him in high leverage spots. And so because of that, I'm hesitant to say, yes, he's going to be a setup guy if Lopez is not in the bullpen. Pierce Johnson feels like he's going to be that guy, right? Behind that, you've got some lefties. You've got Tyler Matzik. You've got Aaron Bummer. Again, I'm assuming you have Joe Jimenez to work behind that. It's really interesting to me to figure out who is your backup closer if you've used your core guys. Again, Iglesias, Minter, Johnson, maybe Lopez. That's your core four. You always got to have a core four. And if that's your core four, it feels like your backup closer when he's ready is Tyler Matzik. We've seen lefty closers work for Atlanta before. Will Smith obviously did that. Speaking of, uh, obviously the trick to winning the World Series is to uh, go get Will Smith. He's been on the last three World Series champions on three separate teams. He's now a member of the Kansas City Royals, so I don't think they're going to do it, but I wonder if the FanDuel odds changed when they signed him. And then Aaron Bummer, another lefty, in your bullpen. He's on a long-term deal. Barring some sort of injury, he's going to be in your bullpen as well. That last role, for now, I'm assuming it's Jackson Stevens. Uh, and That's something where they've shown the propensity to use him in a bulk kind of role. Uh, Obviously, he's not been bad at it. Some of the other guys, Penn Murphy, is not going to be ready to go. Ray Kerr is an option here, but you always want to have that guy who can be a bulk guy. And again, he doesn't have any options. Jackson Stevens feels like he's going to be that guy to me. Where he's at the back of the bullpen. He can take the ball for three innings if you need, if somebody gets blown out, knocked out of the game early. He can come in and give you some length. And then again, this is where I think stretching out Ronaldo Lopez in spring training, even if you don't use him as a starter, this is where that is useful because he gives you a second guy in the pen who you feel comfortable throwing for multiple innings if something were to happen. The worst thing to do in the world, the worst feeling for a manager. Uh, or a pitching coach, I guess, is to be in the first day of like three-game or four-game series. Your starter gets blown up early, and you got to throw your bolt guy and use a lot of your bullpen pieces in game one, right? Only having one bolt guy in the bullpen seems to be a little bit like you're asking for trouble. And so if you stretch Lopez out, having him, the ability to do bulk innings as well, I think is really useful. And then in AAA, you've got a lot of options. Uh, one of your big one of your big unknowns here, Wascar Genoa. Uh, coming back from Tommy John, mostly a fastball slider guy. Does he get that changeup? He said he's been working on it this his, uh, like over the offseason. Does he get to the point where you're comfortable using him in the bullpen at the major league level? Or do you want him to continue working as a starter and polishing stuff in Gwinnett? You've got a couple NRIs, Taylor Widener, Ken Giles, Hayden Harris is an undrafted free agent out of Georgia Southern. I'm really excited about We actually had him on Locked in MLB Prospects back in the fall before the NLDS. Ben Bowden, Grant Holmes, Jake Walsh, a couple other options here. But it feels like a lot of these guys, one, they have options. You can start them in the minors. Doyle has an option. Bowden has an option. Walsh has an option. Hayden Harris isn't on your 40-man roster yet, so he obviously is easy to put down there. And so... Dylan Lee has multiple options. You can start him in the minors. Dezabel Hernandez has all three options still. You can start him in the minors. It feels like you're either going to try to slip one of those guys, like a Jackson Stevens, through waivers and start him in Gwinnett, knowing that you can swap one guy out. You could swap a Dylan Lee for a or Jackson Stevens or somebody else, or you're going to start off with your bullpen having no optionable guys and hope that, not hope, but... Have to deal with the realization of we can't swap guys out unless there's an injury. So how that bullpen is constructed is going to be really interesting. I think that's a really interesting thing to watch. We're not, not going to know what happens until the end of spring training. But watching for that. that's my projection is you're going to see Lopez in the bullpen but stretched out. You're going to see Matzic as your backup closer once they feel like he's ready to go. He hinted he might need a. a a rehab stint before he starts the season, which does give you more flexibility as well because you can put somebody else in who has an option like a Dezabo Hernandez and start matching in the minors. We'll see what happens there. Fantastic week this week. One more show coming up tomorrow. It's a mailbag. Reminder, if you have questions you want either me or Jake to answer, uh, I'm on Twitter at Crosby Baseball. This show's on Twitter at On underscore Braves. Got YouTube comments down there. Leave those for us. Until next time, go Braves.